Hello, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what is happening at the movies. And I'm saying now there's a movie called Sully, which kicks off the fall film season, I think, on the highest note it possibly could be kicked off on. Uh, it's directed by uh, Clint Eastwood, and uh, my guest today, Tom Hanks, a newcomer, a Clint found somewhere, <laughs> yes, and he yeah. has cast Over, him. Overnight, <laughs> it's, it's overnight a, sensation. Overnight sensation. Yeah, if he went to sleep in 1977. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so well, still, old. <laughs> it was nice to say. Well, you hit a milestone, Tom. I'm 60. Yeah, I turned 60. You hit this a milestone year, yeah. like that. Yeah. So that means before we even talk about Sully, you are now possessed of wisdom. Uh, that you can share with people out there. Yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you want to know about What happened that, that day where you learned oh, things? Oh, Lord, oh, mm -hmm. that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here uh, it comes. Okay, no, because uh, there, there, it's, it's interesting because we have this, what, what should we call this movie? Well, Sully is the perfect name because <laughs> he's just so much the man. Uh, but 208 seconds of a flight, you know, forced water landing, um, brace for impact, you know, it, it, it's a day, it was a day in which everything went wrong and then everything went right. Um, uh, and it, Sully himself is just, he's one of the most, he is the most practical human being I have ever met on the planet. You don't want to say unflappable because it, it, it doesn't do justice to flaps. Uh, he, he's an extraordinary guy who, um, did an extraordinary thing totally by way of his sinews and DNA and muscle memory and 4,000 hours of, of, of flying. Well, he did all that. Of course, I was asking you what wisdom came when you turned 60. Oh, and you that? turned into self. Oh, I turned, in, I turned into It just you went onto that thing. It just went into Oh, because that. Here's, the here's the wisdom that you achieve at yes, 60. Yes. You don't know anything, man. It That's, just starts all over from square one. <laughs> you think you learned lessons. Oh, man, it, it's gone, man. It's obsolete lessons. Well, You've you got to start all over Maybe again. Captain Sullenberger learned something when he was 60. Uh, it, it's funny because he's going back through because of the movies coming out and it's you know based in part on certainly on his book but all on his experience uh, he he has to embrace you know the white hot spotlight of attention again and the first I met him I'm actually met him at, at the Academy at Academy Awards party because mm -hmm. uh, the, the 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 event took place on the 15th of January and he was still very much on a on a we got to have you appear kind of role he accepted a lot of invitations uh, that sort of like celebrated what he had done. And so I met him at the Academy Awards, which was about five, six weeks after the event. And you immediately said, I must play you. No, I actually <laughs> said, how are you handling this? <laughs> you know, he and his, he and his wife, Lori. Uh, no, I never would have thought that the that, that, that chance would come along to, come along to play him. Uh, it's a really tight, I think, 98-minute movie. Crazy tight movie. And yeah. we're in that. It's not a biopic in the traditional thing where we see you going through all of his life. No, there's a, there's a couple. Uh, it's all about, I guess it's all about flying. You go back to see when he first flew. Mm -hmm. You know, all the, all, anybody I've talked to who is an, a true aviator or a pilot, and I've, you know, I've, you know, I played Jim Lovell, the astronaut, mm -hmm. and it's like. And Captain Phillips, you're a bunch uh, of captains. I, I, I'm in the captain. <laughs> wow. Between the mustaches and the captain thing, I have a lot of these hallmarks that Ahab's are going on next right now. Yeah, well, whoever had a mustache, <laughs> I'm playing them. Uh, I had, uh, my mustache had to be painted white every day because there was no way in order to, to can't dye a mustache in that way. But these guys who are flyers, they all had this moment where they flew for the first time, usually as young people, or had, and it just it altered their consciousness of what it is to be alive. And, and 
You know, Sully, Sully was like that. He flew once and then that was it. When people have said to me, did you see Sully? I said, yeah. And they said, well, what do they do besides oh, yeah. show that happen? Yeah. And the movie has so much going on in it in terms of the investigation that happened? Yeah, uh, when, I first, when I met Sully, I said to him, well, how come the, the investigation isn't in your book? Yeah. You know? And he said, because it hadn't happened yet. He wrote the book in, within, the, within the six months after the event, mm -hmm. and the investigation actually took uh, the better part of a year. They were in complete limbo as far as to what was going to be the findings of the National Transportation Safety Board. Um, he, they gave multiple depositions. I mean, every, every, it was as official as you could get. And all they could do was answer the questions and compare their recollections to the, the actual record that was on display. And they had no idea whether or not they were going to be, they could have been found um, that they had done something wrong or that they had misplaced a step or something, in which case their careers and their reputations would have been ruined. Yeah, so it was, it, was, have, it was about a year of sleepless nights and knots in this He stomach. wouldn't have gotten his pension. He wouldn't get anything. This is... Uh, would I have lost his house. And it, it's an unknown story since it isn't in the book, as you've explained, because he wrote it right Right away. afterwards. And right people, after. people do not understand that second act of the story. Yeah. You know? Uh, a lot of times the media is not interested in act two and act three. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the whole movie. Well, <laughs> the whole movie is kind of based on this man depending on his experience over yeah. 40 years yeah. as a pilot while when we see the investigation they depend on computer simulations uh, and among other things, things. but yes, yes that is true i mean the, the, they had other pilots fly computer simulations of the incident and they were ma able to make safe landings at laguardia and newark and teterboro mm -hmm. uh, but there was a substantial thing missing from that from those simulations, which was, just call it common sense. You know, when you, <clears throat> they, they walked in the simulators knowing what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jeff and Sully did not even, they had, they had to process an awful lot of information in, a, in, in half a minute in order to figure out what to do. But I think you defend it on the fact that you have done it for so long that you've learned something that a computer can't really it's simulate. It's interesting you say that because when, I, you know, I'm an idiot actor sitting in his house and asking these questions about, well, what was it? You know, what, what, did, you, what did you experience? Uh, what, what did you go, what was the thought process? And that's very much like my question. Yeah, well, I mean, you <laughs> right, know, yeah, I, I allowed, what did you experience? I allowed, allowed yes, myself to be a probing journalist with him. And, you know, it's, he said essentially, his body and his muscle memory and the pressure of his ears sensed the rate of descent. It sensed the angle of, the, of, of flight. It sensed the, the airspeed. All of this, none of this stuff required him to look at a gauge or a number or one of the instrument panels to say what was going on. He saw it and he felt it. And there was a moment when he realized this plane is not going to make it back to LaGuardia. We are not going to be able to land at Teterboro, and there's no way we're making Newark. I need to find a wide, flat, safe place to, to, to land this plane. And actually, landing on water is one of the most dangerous things you can attempt to do with an airplane, as, as you can tell by looking at your average YouTube video of planes <laughs> trying to make water landings. But we see, we see the people of New York coming up to him. Wanting yeah. to basically touch the cloth. Yeah, you know. yeah. You have that. 
Well, yeah, yes, but for, in a it's fake a way. Yeah, in the fake yeah, way, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, the celebrity thing, the celebrity <laughs> thing is, is not, different than is, the it's, real It's not thing. the same as actual <laughs> achievement, you know. Uh, you know, uh, would, I'd put on other people's clothes and pretend to do some things I had never done before. Mm-hmm. That, that's a little bit different. But, you know, I'm not going to discount the power of the cinema because I have the same thing. You know, I, I'm a fan well, of... Well, we um, all do. I see, I see people and I say, you know, I just, you know, you see somebody who's in a movie and say, I'm sorry, but you are an extraordinary human being because you got paid to make this movie that I saw. Uh, <laughs> Sully, however, look, you know, you can't say enough about, well, that's the real deal. You know um, that he that he that he eyeballed this, gutted it through, and and there he is in the flesh. Uh, it's 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 that funny thing you always think of. Well, I thought you were ten feet tall. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I first met Sully, and I was a, I'm you know we're about the same height. I I honestly said you 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 should be chiseled in stone, and I should be looking up to you because of because of what you did and who you are. And he, of course, won't relate to that kind of thing no, at no. all. He just won't. He gets it. He understands it. But, you know, he, he, he processed the, the whole thing. So it falls to you as an actor, though, yeah. to get that across. And, and well, you know, in, I must say, Todd, who wrote the screenplay, and, and the boss himself, the big man, Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. they, they bring a focus to it. My, you know, my, I think my job as the actor is to inhabit uh, and understand all the motivations, and, uh, which is a different gig. It's a way different gig because we, it's not in the dialogue. No, it's not. It's not. And that's, in, that's where you get, look, you can explain anything with words, but there's this other omnipresent heaviness that, that, you, that you have to be able to carry somehow in the demeanor. And there's, there's, there's some days when the process of making movies is an aid to that, to cap- making that manifest. But there's other moments where oh, you, you cannot, you, you can't fake it, man. You, it just has to be there. Uh, because the only thing that's happening is, you know, your X's and O's are being captured on a flashcard. And they don't do anything for you. You know, it's like no, uh, no, amount, no, amount of, no amount of green screen can, can place upon you, can, can communicate the burden. And uh, I, I must say that, that I don't know how somebody like Sully can entertain a guy like me for a few hours. Because mm-hmm. I come in and say, look, Sully, sorry, <laughs> I'm you now, deal with it. And I'm going to do the white hair. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll dye my hair, I'll do all that. Don't you worry about that. You'll have white hair in the movie. My crack team of visual enhancement technicians will give me white hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to say things you never said. I'm going to do things you never did. I'm going to be in rooms you weren't in. And I'm going to think things probably in out of, out of sort. But regardless of that, I want to be, tr- be as true as possible. And I think he should throw me out of the house, you know. But um, understanding what the process is. Did he is, feed you? Did he keep you well, there? We had, a, we had a sandwich. A yeah, sandwich. We, we had turkey yeah. sandwiches, yeah. me and him and Laurie. Yeah. He only ate half of his. And I said, I think I'll put down this other half of my sandwich. <laughs> um, but but his willingness to somehow find the find the vocabulary to communicate to me what what those feelings what those feelings were sometimes it's about very tangible things such as his pension you know without his pension he loses his house mm-hmm. without his pensions his his girls can't you know pursue their you know pursue their lives um, and uh, that that's a I you know you can understand that then along with that also goes with the concept of 
of reputation as well as the helplessness of trying to explain the unexplainable. Yeah. You know, I he that's funny. I uh, two okay, these are like two two of the ridiculous and sublime details that you can get out of a guy like this. Because I I thought Todd in the screenplay had Sully buying a tuna sandwich from the girl at the tuna sandwich stand because he wanted to show Sully as being an everyman who, you know, knew everybody in, in, the, in, the, in the airport. Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And he says, no. And Sully said, no, I buy a tuna sandwich because they don't feed us on the plane. So the airline doesn't feed their pilots. Mm -hmm. All right. That alters the, the trope of what you think being an airline, the glamour of being an airline pilot goes. And you know what he said? And Tom, that $3.50 sandwich is was soggy and was lost on the Hudson that day, you know? <laughs> and that's not a cheap sandwich, you know, so that's one aspect of it. The other thing that he ended up sharing to me was like how information could get, would eventually be deciphered by the NTSB about how the left engine still had thrust. I said, how could that be when it's so obvious that he didn't? And he explained this arcane thing to me about the timing of transponders transmitting the information to a place that is not part of the air traffic control, but is in a building somewhere in Boston, and how that 30-second... So uh, between all of those kind of like understandable human details of tuna sandwiches and and completely arcane engineering you know, facts <laughs> about transponders and, and the timing of it, you realize it just how, what's the word I'm looking for, how fragile is the truth as it is communicated in the final record. There's a lot of interpretations of what did and what did not happen and why. And because he's got the four stripes on his sleeve, mm -hmm. he's the guy that has to answer for that. But I'm just wondering if there was a particular aspect of playing Sully that you worried about, that you said oh. to yourself, can I do this? Well, there's, a, there's a, certainly a question of gravitas. You know, can you, can you inhabit the uniform and can, can you communicate the confidence at the mm -hmm. top of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And my job <clears throat> really as an artist is to find as many kind of like small little details that communicate it, such as he always walks the plane from end to end before he, before he takes it. He always checks out everything. He checks out things like, no lie, or is the seat belt tucked away so far that the passenger won't be able to find it? He, <laughs> you know, he sweats those, brand, those brands of detail. God is in the detail. Uh, because, look, what is a movie? A mo for 36 days, which is a pretty quick shooting schedule mm -hmm. of that, we, we essentially tried to capture in 90-second in increments the truth of what happened that day. And if you don't capture as much truth as you, as you can in those 90 seconds, that means you're letting the, the something fall through the cracks and you might be telling a lie. And if you're going to go off and, and embrace the lie that you told, well, I'm sorry, that's a sin for, you know, against everybody who actually, who actually lived it, whether it's the guy who's on the, you know, whose name is the title of the movie or the lady with the baby who was trying, you know, who got off the plane safe. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, be blowing smoke at you by saying that what you're doing in this movie I think is remarkable. Because I was shocked the other day when I saw that you hadn't been nominated for an Oscar since Castaway. 
Well, you know, that's all right. You know, you don't get bitter. <laughs> no, no, you know. Well, I do. I get I, bitter I get, for you. You know, I have a. I, I, I like my job. I got plenty of perks that go along with it. I can still go to those things. You know, I can. I, I you can still go. You've got the perks. <laughs> yeah. But when you I'm look, a board, I'm a member of the board of governors. Well, but you, know? you look back on those uh, things you were nominated for. Big being the first one. Right? Well, look, you know, the the circus atmosphere of this. I mean, look, it, 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 there, there's a million intangibles of what happens yeah. when all those all those names that come out. And look, you can always you can always understand. Cary Grant was never nominated for an Academy Award. Now, is that is that right? At it's the just end of wrong. The day? And you being on the board of governors and all, you should have rectified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I should have I put think forward a motion. You should have done. That. You know, but I don't know. But That's I can't. A, I'm looking at you like the public who sees you in the movies would look and say, you know, big Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, um, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Castaway, plus a million other things that could happen. Do you go back and look at the work that you've done? No, no. I think that's a horrible mistake. It's a mistake. Yeah. Well, because that you ne- you never you never learn what to do. You only sort of learn what not to do. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and the thing about looking at the old movies is they don't change. They're the same. I can I, if you put up a scene from almost anything, I can tell you about the day. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about the discussion we had before we shot that. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about the problems that we had. I can tell you what happened by accident. Mm-hmm. I can give you both the philosophy, the technology, and the serendipity of whatever it is that 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 is in that shot. And you have to have faith in that going into it. Uh, you have to embrace it. Who knows what's going to happen? But today. see, the movies don't always go because we live in the world where we're watching movies on phones and we're doing it. it always exists. In mm-hmm. fact, your splash is now being remade. How about with that? Channing yeah. Tatum is the mermaid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Does that make you like want to be on set? Pisses me off that Channing Tatum isn't the guy. You know, yeah, he I, 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 I viewed guy. myself as the Channing <laughs> Tatum wanted... of 1983. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> happened to uh, do that. But you know, you, you're talking about the movies that worked and were embraced. I can do mm-hmm. the same thing for the movies that disappeared without a trace. Mm-hmm. They, 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 there's, it's, it's. Do a, you have one of those you love, Tom, that shouldn't have disappeared? Well, that you really you know, yeah, I know. I no longer care about the box office. Look, uh, look. I, if, if if you love movies, I, I I the only movie of mine that I've watched multiple times was Cloud Atlas because I just thought we broke every single rule. <laughs> and working with the Wachowskis as we did, and Tom Tickfer, it was perhaps the greatest artistic movie making experience I'd ever had. It was just so filled with well, love that's and creativity. A mouthful. No, yeah. it was. I mean, just because of what was demanded of us and how we all had to work and how it, everybody was playing six different. roles. But the point is, the the movies exist in their own world, and they exist there for absolutely forever. You know, because of your your love and your expertise, there are movies that, when they came out, disappeared without a trace, and thirty years later, someone sees them again and realizes that holy cow, you, I can't believe this this movie was made at the time. Uh, and then also, there's movies that were huge, massive, monster hits and you see them now and they're ancient museum pieces that don't talk to the human condition as mm-hmm. we know it well, now. Well, that's what time that's, can do. Well, yeah. that's, what's, that's what yeah. art is at the end of the day. You but, know? Uh, you know, I would always, I want people out there to go look at Punchline. I think oh, should, yeah, that was it's a, a great movie. That was a fun, it's yeah. not, it's very off what you do. It's yeah. something else that's happening. Came out the same year as Big did, you know. Yeah. So, But, uh, I mean, I, I'm sitting here with this popcorn, which I, you know, because you didn't get nominated for Captain Phillips or for, <laughs> For oh, we'll, we'll, we'll no, be okay. so you get to take this home with you. Tom. Oh, do I yeah, really? You really do. Mm. 
But as you know, this show, or you probably don't know, ends in song, always. Oh, you really? sang for me the last time from when you were playing Walt Disney. So oh, you God, yeah, yeah. The great big, but now I see, I, I go on YouTube, and there you are with Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen. And Justin Bieber. You're really, 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 yeah, I really, yeah. really, really, well, really. Well, yeah, yeah, Justin Bieber showed up How in the cameo. How does that happen? Um, How does it happen that they say... No, this has to be Tom Hanks. No, I was talk. I was actually talking to the, the management team of Carly Rae Jepsen. Of course and, you were. Uh, oh, sure. we were having dinner. You yeah, know, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you know sure. some people. <laughs> and uh, my wife was a big fan of Carly Rae, and she says, "What's going on with Carly Rae?" I said, "Ah, oh, they're shooting a video. We're trying to get somebody like so and so to be in it." And I said, "Why don't you ask me?" I said, "Well, we wouldn't dare ask you. I'll do it for crying <laughs> out loud." So you just go down and you just go down and do it, and it was a it was a blast. And it was hard work, but it was a blast. And you're lip syncing, and it's always yeah, just beautifully yeah, off. Uh, it, it, don't make that a competition because, <laughs> because it's embarrassing. <laughs> it was tough. You're trying to hear it, you know, through this little earpiece that they stick in, stick in your ear. I don't know. It just seemed post Magic in the movies. Magic yeah, it's the magic. Movies. But I just want a little bit of, of song from you. Uh, what song? It could be anything that's on you. You know, you're married to Rita Wilson. I am She indeed. keeps making these incredible yeah, she's CDs. A, yeah. They're great. They're, and when she does the standards. God, she loves it, too. I've lost her, man. I'm like, I'm like Johnny's stage door. You're just you know? like waiting. I'm just, I'm just, I got her lip gloss in my pocket, and I hope she's going to ask me <laughs> for it. Do so that. I, got, I got your lip gloss <laughs> right here, honey. I'm just, do I'm you just and Rita have a song? Uh, well, I let her do the singing because I don't want to scare the children you or the did, dogs. You did brilliantly with the, the Disney song. I mean, oh. it wasn't okay. Oh. It was brilliant. <laughs> Which one was that? Did we have zippity doo dah or no, let's go no. fly a kite? It was. It, it's when you go to Disney World and it's uh, oh god, why am I forgetting the lyrics to oh. it? But it's you knew is, every is, lyric. Is it a Mary Poppins song the, or something? No, it was like. written by the Sherman Brothers. Oh them! Oh, it's a great big beautiful it's tomorrow. A great, big, That's beautiful it. The, the theme to the Carousel of Progress. Yes. Uh, it's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Which. Oddly enough, I kind of believe this in yes. the same thing. You do Starting at it. the end of every day. By the way, they wrote this for the General Electric Corporation. So <laughs> it's a little bit of corporate hackery at the same time. Right. Uh, but it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And tomorrow is just a dream away. Man has a dream, and that's a start. He follows his dream with mind and heart. And when it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. Yes, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Starting at the end of every day. Tom Hanks. There is a great, big, beautiful It tomorrow. is a great, big, Waiting beautiful... At starting end. at the oh, end of every day. Starting at the end of every day. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.